Hello, welcome back to Future Prairie Radio, where marginalized artists explore the future through the lens of the arts, humanities, and culture. I'm your host, Joni Whitworth. This is Season 5, Episode 14, Our Healing, with Alexandra Loves Lewis. Alexandra is an artist and an entrepreneur who helps others find embodiment in a culture that so often keeps us disembodied or disconnected. She was born and raised in Saudi Arabia and now lives in Portland, Oregon. Her childhood travels took her all over the world. She's a dancer and a former professional actress, and she's working on cultivating empathic, psychic, and intuitive gifts through her spiritual family in the temples of West Africa. She's also been creating an audio storybook featuring collective wisdom and revelations from Africa and her diaspora. Through this project, she'll interview elders and children, creatives and spiritual practitioners and activists and land workers and scholars from all over Africa and her diaspora. I really loved her energy and her presence, and I hope you also enjoy these highlights from our conversation. Afterward, please feel free to follow along with her work and her many projects at alexandraloves.com. My name is Alexandra Loves, also known as Alexandra Lewis. And uh, I like collecting stories. And I really appreciate being in spaces where people can connect energetically, vibrationally, spiritually with common ideas and wisdom and themes, and then take that into their creative spaces. I really love seeing people taking ancient wisdom and indigenous ways and incorporating that into what they're creating to share with the world. And a further reason that I I love that doing it for myself and seeing other people do it is because I think that for us to rebalance our humanity and for us to be who really, really are and be free to be beings of this planet, that it's important for us to come back to the ancient ways, to the indigenous ways, and for us to be all creatively free. Right now in this world, I see us living in a very raw and open place where some of us are unlearning things and relearning. There's all sorts of activism around every subject you can imagine. We're living in a time where so many people are waking up and finding out who they really are in terms of where they come from, their ancestry, And also at the same time, we are experiencing ancient genocides that are continuing to erupt and new ones that are are starting. We're at war and there's disease running rampant through (laughs) through, uh, the human population. And then there's also like these amazing new innovations that are helping feed people and, and bring clean water to different communities. And when I take a sort of bird's eye view of all of this, and when I connect in with the spirit of humanity and the spirit of healing, I see things that are very clear. That's true for every single human on this planet. And that is our healing is always going to be in knowing who we really are. If we don't know who we really are as beings of this planet, then we will continue to be fed ideas about who we are. And there's a lot of focus and energy put into telling us who we are and caging us in and making us small 
and fighting with each other. Even we think we're doing things that are helping each other. We're still fighting each other. We are clinging to identities and ways of expressing those identities that are also causing us to fight each other. We're fighting each other over the way our bodies look. We're fighting each other over little things like the price of kale. I mean, it's just, there's like so many little things that all come from being fed ideas and the system's very good at that through our social media, through our culture, through our religions. And so I see this urgency because the further in we buy into these stories that were told um, by this really slimy system, the further we get away from our own freedom, our own creative freedom, our own awareness of living as beings of this earth. And so the urgency is is very great because uh, I see a big focus on continuing to feed us stories that don't serve us. And the reach is further because of the internet, you know, the reach is further. So it's very urgent that we find out who we are. It's very urgent that we connect with spirit and ancestors and the land and the learning for us never ends. It's, it's an infinite learning and it will take generations really of critical mass of people to be seeking this type of freedom to rebalance the system that we're systems that we're living in right now. The audio story book, the reason it's so important is because since I've lived in the United States, I came here without really a race identity. I was born and raised somewhere else. So when my parents talked about like African-American or black, it seemed as foreign to me as other things they were telling me about their, their country of origin, which is the United States. They're from New Orleans. So I went on this journey of coming to the United States and not totally understanding the United States of America way of interacting with identity. It felt really bizarre to me. And I'm not just talking about like race identity, although I was very engaged with that for many years and went through a race identity crisis is the best way I can explain it. Um, just identity about anything in general. I still think the way that we interact with identity is, is very odd. I realized over a long period of time that part of the reason that we have this deep attachment to the identities that we've developed inside this colony that's the United States of America is that we are very far removed of natural ways, who we are as beings of this earth. And that comes from you know working with the land and indigenous wisdom, which is in all of us, and working with ancestry. And so I noticed in African-American and Black communities and all the places I've lived in the United States that there was such a ripe opportunity to be engaging with our real roots. The roots that we get taught, the roots that they say we we have are like, oh, you your people were enslaved and then they were brought here. And like that's that's what we get taught in school. There's not really a connection that I was seeing or experiencing that from even the church communities that were like, we are children of the diaspora. It was like, it was like the society around us just kind of like cut that off and kept it cut off. I found myself really seeking in my own experience of like trying to understand race identity here in the United States and being in, in different communities around the United States. I was like, wow, where I started to feel like I was coming back into my own groundedness and myself was understanding my connection to mama Africa and that I am part of the diaspora and I am mixed. My parents are from New Orleans, so I'm from all sorts of places, but this was one 
part of who I am that just seemed like elusive. And it it's weird because Africa is a huge continent. It, there's more people in that continent than almost anywhere else. So I, I realized in some of the work I've done in the last few years, something that I can bring is a connection to Africa and in the best way I can. And that's through storytelling. And I noticed that in this time that we're living in, people are online. They are online. And if they're not looking at social media or they're not looking at the news, a lot of people are watching movies and listening to podcasts, especially podcasts increased by, I don't even know how much. And, you know, the listen, the listenership of podcasts is just like through the roof, especially in the last three years. And so I thought, what a great way to reach people who are seeking out, who am I? How do I be free in this system? What stories don't really fit me? And if I get away from these stories, if I'm not attached to these stories of this colony anymore, then what do I replace that with? And so that's where I was thinking I could be helpful. And that's how the audio storybook came about. And so in the storybook, we'll be getting into the culture, the people, self-expression, nourishment, challenges and inspirations. And that's, that covers our roots, our awareness of who we are, our families, our relationships, how we build communities, our ancestries, our spiritual practices, religion, food, how we work with the land, music, the challenges that we have in wherever we're living as the diaspora, and also including people in Africa, and then our inspirations. I think we'll find that through this audiobook that we have so much more in common with first generation African person who's living in Europe and, you know, the child who has been here for many, many generations, the black child who's been here for many generations that lives in the middle of California. I think, you know, the connection that those two people have and all of us as the African diaspora is pretty tremendous. So one of my friends named Dima Mahmoud is from Sudan and definitely identifies as black from Sudan. And she birthed this idea called Africa Week 2020, and we ended up co-creating that together. And it was right at 2020 when everybody was getting online and we did a few events and we did panels and interviews and presentations with people all over the Africa and her diaspora all over the world. Uh, tens of thousands of people came to these events. And one of the most amazing things that just, I mean, opened my eyes and I did not even consider it was that there are, there are people who lived on this side of the world who did not come here through enslavement. There are people who were already sailing here from what we call the continent of Africa. There are already people who were uh, interacting with people who were native to these lands. And there are descendants of those people who walk among us and it's so interesting because even as I've been on this path of like unlearning history and realizing like, okay, little things like we're not going to call these people slaves. We're calling these are enslaved people. And this is how, you know, I realized that my idea was that all black people on this side of the world got here that way. It blew my mind when I realized like, oh, I, sure. I unlearned some things about what we're taught about slavery, but I didn't even consider this other thing. I didn't, I didn't even, why wouldn't I consider that there could be people from Africa 
here over here that did not come here through enslavement. And so I real when we did that Africa Week 2020, there were several people in some of the panels that we did that were talking about this, like, duh, how can you not know this? And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, and it was so profound to me. And I remember the comments of people who were watching. I was not the only one having this experience. You know, it was a lot wow. of people who were just like, holy shit, how come I never even thought it's like obvious, you know, yeah. but like, why, why haven't we had this realization? So that that whole program that we did Africa week, 2020, which is still on Facebook. You can find all the videos on Facebook, I believe on YouTube as well for the, I think we did five events there. There was a lot of realizations like that, where we just didn't even know the deep connection that we had. Uh, so that was a really proud moment to just be able to have that experience and bring it to other people. I started a podcast called the woke wisdom, and it is where the audio story book audio story book will be presented. And I started this podcast way back in 2020. At that point, I was I did not have the same esteem that I eventually developed, but I put out a few episodes and they were they were okay. And I left them up forever and I quit because I didn't totally understand all the technical stuff. It was sucking the life out of me. I didn't want to do it anymore. And last year I was like, you know what? I know so many very powerful healer women, sage women. And I feel like every time I'm on the phone with these women, it's just like a paradigm shift. It's really healing for me. And I would like to amplify their stories because they are helping me grow. And I believe that they will help other people on similar journeys and people have the same types of curiosities as I do grow. And so I took down all my old episodes and I restarted the podcast at the beginning of this year, the Woke Wisdom Podcast. And as I'm sitting and listening to these interviews, I was realizing these women represent the new world in motion right now. It's here now. And the things that they they were learning on their own experiences and, and what they were sharing with me, it felt like I was getting a, a divine mentorship. And so to be the holder of this archive of the new paradigm is a really good way to put it, to be sort of the holder of that space and getting this wisdom out into the world has really been a highlight in my life. It's It's been really, really exciting for me. And I've already gotten feedback from people who are like feeling the same way I do when I'm sitting with, with these, <laughs> with these women. I mean, it's just like, this is here now there's hope. And there's, even though there's a lot of pressure on us in this world, there's a way to really enjoy us in our, ourselves and our communities in the, in this evolution that's that humanity is going through right now. So the other thing I'm, I'm really excited about is that my partner and I, Quincy Davis, got Seven Vision Studios up and running and we're doing events and bringing people, community together and creating art for the people. And what we're doing at Seven Vision Studios is producing life-affirming audio and video content and weaving the educational material in with emotionally compelling storytelling to inspire a vision of a better world. Most recently, we've been showing a documentary called Voices of the Wisdom Keepers, which Quincy made and has indigenous elders in it. And it's been really, really inspiring for, for people to connect with this indigenous wisdom and be able to share the concepts that the elders in this movie, you know, have presented it's awesome to see them be ignited 
about what they see and then be inspired for their own creations within themselves and their communities and, and their families. That's really exciting to me, especially because it's like very community oriented. I have a lot of stuff I do that's just me. This is very, Seven Vision Studios is community oriented and it, it's like, I'm just like pr really proud and excited to be part of it and creating more through this group. This episode was sponsored by Oregon Humanities and the Oregon Community Foundation. Written and produced by me, Joni Whitworth, and edited by Ellie Swope. If you have any questions or feedback about the show, please feel free to reach out at futureprairie.com or on social media at Future Prairie Radio.